Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 206 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Get ready for a super high dose of sobriety positivity. Sam Bale is the owner of Third Place Bar, and she is here to share her story and break down why she loves sobriety and how to stop overthinking, changing your relationship with alcohol, and just do it. Sam is creating fun, exciting, and safe spaces for New Yorkers to socialize booze-free. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Sam, what's going on? How are you? Hey, Jessica. I am very well. Thank you very much. So funny situation. I have been looking for more and more women to come on the podcast because, listen, I love men, huge fan of men, love them to death, but I want to focus on women and women's business and like just promoting the gals going. And then I came across your email and I'm like, oh my God, Sam. And then I'm like, wait, is it a guy? <laughs> is it a girl? And then I like Googled you and third place bar. I'm like, oh my God, she's a woman. Yes. <laughs> like perfect. And she has a bar in New York. This is amazing. This is like meant to be. So Sam, I'm so, so excited to talk to you um, about your journey and third place bar and what you guys got going on there. But let's start it off. I want to know um, how you identify. What's your relationship with alcohol? Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you. Um, so first of all, I am German. Um, mm-hmm. I, lots of people always like wonder where my accent is from. I hear like lots of weird stuff. Hawaii, Midwest. No, I'm German. <laughs> okay. Um lost my accent at some point but but everyone always asks so uh and I don't know if that's known but the legal age for drinking in Germany like for drinking beer and wine is 16 so oh yeah so I just started drinking 
when I was 15. And then as soon as I was 16, I was going to bars and pubs and clubs and everything and just drinking, you know, having my beers on like a whatever Thursday night with my friends, like perfectly legal. Yeah. Um, so I started drinking like pretty early. And, and the funny thing is people always say, oh, yeah, so Germans and Europeans, they have such a healthy relationship with alcohol because they start <laughs> drinking legally early. No, I got no. I was a binge drinker from like a fairly early age. Um, I I have these like memories of like, you know, this is really terrible, but like asking my mom to buy me a bottle of vodka or something, mm -hmm. um, you know, when I was like, 17 because uh, liquor, like hard liquor is uh, only legal from 18. And like just getting absolutely trashed with my friends like upstairs in my bedroom while my parents were downstairs, stuff like that. So mm -hmm. not, not the greatest like relationship. I also had some you know, some experience in my family, my stepdad is an is an alcoholic, um, which, you know, always put a strain on our relationship. He's a he's a lovely person. But that, you know, just was always really a big issue for for me and for our relationship. So yeah, kind of just grew up with like alcohol around me and like very quickly and very early got into binge drinking, binge drinking legally, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. And then yeah. uh, it's 16, 15, 16, like, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that continued throughout college. Um, mm -hmm. I do think like college drinking culture in Germany is a little more low key than in okay. um, uh, than it is in the US. Um, yeah, we're it, pretty ragey. Yeah, like... yeah. It, it's less ragey. It's more like a very consistent and we okay. go out late, um, but it's definitely less, less ragey. Um, we don't have like most, most, I don't know if this is like part of that, like I'm just hypothesizing, but like most, mm -hmm. um, schools in Germany don't have like a, a campus they don't have dorms like people usually live in private accommodations they just rent apartments okay. um, there's no fraternities there's no sororities so there's no like the the opportunity for like a very large group of young people to be in a place together and get very very drunk or just like a little less a little smaller so most right. like smaller parties are like hanging out at a friend's house with like five or six other people so not like the insane ragers um or maybe I was just like really boring in college and was never in my that just continued and like my you know my experience with alcohol just thinking back mm -hmm. to like the last 20 years basically is just a lot of binge drinking um mm -hmm. a lot of you know doing dumb shit when I was drunk, um, fights, lots of drunk fighting, so much drunk fighting, um, mm. a lot of moods, very extreme mood swings on and off. So that kind of just continued into, I'm 37 now, that just continued into my 30s and it never really changed. Yeah. Um, I did, I never got to a place though, where I said, oh, I'm going to stop drinking, where I was like concerned about quitting, like quitting drinking for good. I would take like okay. a week or two off times but yeah. it was never um it, it was it was never at the point I, I never felt the need necessarily to drink I genuinely remember like maybe a handful of times where I had like a crazy day at work or whatever where I said like oh man I need a drink but other than yeah. that I'm like just total party drinker just like okay yeah, so more social drinker super social super party okay. Never drink alone, in part because my stepdad um you know would always just drink alone in his room and it just seems yeah. really that to me so I was like this is mm. not doing that also because I'm kind of it's not that exciting for me honestly it's really boring to just be drunk by myself like I want to party right like I want to right. have like social connection right and um, 
at some point, um, you know, I live in New York City. It's very work hard, party hard. Mm-hmm. Um, just go out every night. And, and at some point I realized um, I was going out and was going to bars just for like the social connection, just to like talk to a bartender, talk to the people next to me, you know, like meet the regulars, meet their dogs. <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of like just have that connection. Yeah. And I, I just I just did not want to drink anymore. I didn't want to feel like I should be drinking. I wanted to have like the social connection. Yeah. Without feeling like, oh, it's kind of weird if I have a seltzer. Um right. like obligated then, to drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then a lot of other stuff came together, like a couple of relationships with people we who had some drinking issues, yeah. um, lots of drunk fights. It's just it's mm-hmm. it's worst. And my you know, emotional state was like really out of whack, just lots of mood swings. And it was, it kind of got chaotic at the same time I was training for the New York City Marathon last year. Okay. Um, trying to balance a marathon training with like drinking, drinking? and hangover. Just like, I did like a bunch of like 20 mile runs hungover, um, oh. which was brutal. Death. Um, yeah. I did really well in a marathon itself though, because it was easier because I'd stopped drinking for a few weeks before that. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling so fresh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's weird. I weird. wonder yeah. why. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. And it all just like culminated in me sort of, you know, looking more into sobriety looking more into um you know listening to listening to podcasts about sobriety mm-hmm. and hearing people for the first time really for me that we're talking about the exact same drinking behaviors that I had which is not mm-hmm. I'm an alcoholic I destroyed my life I hit rock bottom I lost my job I lost my wife I lost everything kind of right. which is like a cool story that I that I thought had to happen in order for you to stop drinking sure. but it's just that are like I can go days and weeks without drinking but when I drink yeah. you know things aren't great yeah um, shit hits the fan exactly and yeah. I was like oh wait so I can stop drinking even if it's not like super urgent like if it's not an emergency kind of like you right. know I was high functioning training for a marathon have a job have my own apartment things are going fine right like oh this is crazy okay let's stop drinking um and then I stopped drinking and this was literally only four months ago and yeah my like almost like every time I think about how much better I feel after only four months like my brain just completely like explodes it's (laughs) it's it's incredible I do not understand what happened because my life is pretty much the same I still have the same job I live in the same apartment you know what I mean um but I made it through a New York City winter, probably being the happiest I've ever been. Whoa. And it's just crazy. Um, I, yeah. I keep saying like after, you know, after 20 years of messing with my brain chemistry, maybe I'm just going, getting to like a normal state, which might even be like pretty happy for me. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Sorry. You can be happy. <laughs> Go figure. Right? Yeah. You deserve right? to be happy. That crazy. one that's a so concept. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so that's that's kind of the story. Um for- So how do you identify? Like do you identify as like a sober girl? Like what um what do you, I what, do you I, like I, to label yourself or what what do you I usually just say I don't drink. Um okay. yeah. you think again like sober kind of to me means um well also like 
you know, I might get canceled for that, but I'm not like 100% sober in the sense that um, I don't have any alcohol whatsoever. Um, You know, I occasionally, if if a friend of mine has like a really nice cocktail or whatever, I'll take a little... And that's for me perfectly okay. And I know everyone deals with their sobriety like completely differently. Everyone has different triggers. Everyone Mm -hmm. has different sensitivities. For me, it was shockingly easy to quit drinking. Um, Okay. And I'm feeling really, really comfortable in my sobriety. Um, So I'm 100% sure that just having a sip here and there, like, you know, once every two weeks to taste a drink. And also because, you know, I'm in the industry, I guess, I'm, you know, I'm in the beverage business. Um, Occasionally tasting like a drink for comparison, for example, with a non-alcoholic drink, it kind of just happens. Um, So, you know, I, I, I say I don't drink alcohol. It doesn't mean that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not sober in a sense, like go into AA, go into meetings or, um it's it's not necessarily the most important thing for me because it's it's almost like I stop eating tomatoes it's kind of like that like okay. I just don't eat tomatoes right I'm not like sober from tomatoes um right. but I eat tomatoes because they upset my stomach and I feel a lot better I actually stopped yeah. drinking caffeine last year and it's kind of like that oh yeah caffeine is like wild it I mean it depends me- on what kind of caffeine I've I've gone into like green tea or like matcha. Love matcha. Yeah. Obsessed. I, I do matcha still. I do green tea. I do black teas. I, I do teas and stuff every yeah. once in a while. Especially for my, it's like, so different than like runs. than coffee caffeine though. Um, the last time I Whoa. quote unquote drunk called my ex, uh, it wasn't actually, I wasn't drunk. I had a cold brew. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It made Whoa. me insane. It made what? me what? It made me so crazy. It made me yeah. anxious. It made me hyperactive. It made yeah. like it, my brain was just like working in overdrive. It was crazy. I am extremely. It turns out I'm very sensitive to caffeine. I still yeah. use it occasionally for like my you know my runs, my training runs. Um, it's fantastic. Again, like running New York City Marathon, I pounded like a can of Celsius and it was beautiful. Yeah, um, but just like having coffee and then sitting around like sitting home Oof. alone I would do something. or like on an empty stomach oh good my god day no. good day no, no way <laughs> it's so interesting like how different substances can affect our bodies and I think I really love your story because it isn't so extreme um I, everyone has their own way of coming you know to change their relationship with alcohol um, and it's, I think listening to your story is really important because it doesn't have to reach a rock bottom situation. You don't have to get a DUI. You don't have to lose this, that, and the other for you to make changes. And I think that's really important to hear, you know, because I think we have this like Hollywood or this like fantasy kind of version of what, first of all, what a sober person is supposed to look like or act like, mm-hmm. and then like, what their relationship from there on and with like substances and alcohol in general is supposed to look like, like complete abstinence or like complete, you know, it has to, it's, it's very different from, for everybody. And I think that's really important to, to showcase that. And it's just, this isn't a one size fits all situation. Like it sounds like within these couple of months or maybe beyond that, that you have really 
like tapped into what you are and how you need to function and what you want and need in your life. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. Yeah, that's fair to say. I'm I'm thinking like when you say Hollywood, I'm thinking of a star is born, right? Like Bradley yeah. hitting rock bottom, being a complete, you know, mess and destroying lives, destroying himself and everything. And like mm. again, there are so many. This is this is kind of why um I'm starting to get increasingly passionate about talking about my own sobriety. It's actually really funny. Like month one, I did like one month and I literally yeah. have like a TikTok. Um, of myself going like well you know I've been sober for a month but like whatever it doesn't make a big difference like I didn't lose any weight I don't have like I didn't have a glow up my skin isn't you know any different like I don't know like it it doesn't really make a big difference if you don't drink that much to begin with and now after four months or four and a half months I'm 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 starting to preach (laughs) you're like actually I retract all those statements I'm like and but it's also interesting to see the progression that like a single might not make that big a difference especially for people like me that were sort of on and off drinkers yeah Um, especially the physical aspects aren't that different like I I still you know I was running a marathon I was running you know four times a week um I take care of myself pretty well I I eat fairly well and everything so the physical aspects of quitting drinking weren't that big for me it's just um the the mental and emotional Mm. change is absolutely it's it's super crazy for me um and that's getting so passionate about talking about it because um you know people are always very willing to uh cut out gluten cut out dairy cut out whatever it is processed foods and all that like everyone is very you know health conscious or trying to do like meditate journal do all these things mm-hmm. and I feel like we're often missing the thing that's right in front of us which is alcohol which is you know it's a poison right. and especially for people like me that have been drinking for 10 15 20 years pretty regularly it doesn't have to be a ton even it has, doesn't have to be a lot yeah um you know, if you think about it, you're messing with your brain chemistry. And it is, I think it's so worth for everyone, even if they're feeling okay, and they're not worried about their drinking to maybe say, hey, let's take a break for a few months and see what happens and see, you know, who I am without that chemical just messing with my my brain and my body um, on a on a fairly regular basis. And, And that's why I'm so passionate so excited about telling people because it it made such a huge difference for me and mm-hmm. i really i would love for other people to maybe see that too maybe it's just me maybe i'm just like the only person who had such a like you know epiphany and, and enlightenment and everyone else is like yeah whatever <laughs> um but but uh no but- no no i'm right uh, i'm right there with you i'm down i'm down with it <laughs> clearly <laughs> 
No, and I think I I love that. I think it's really nice. Like it's it's a great experiment too, right? Like we know alcohol is not going anywhere. And we're not here, you know, I'm not, I'm certainly not here to convert anyone, but more just like the opportunity and showing you like what, you know, can happen or what might need to happen if you're not feeling great about where you are right now. And that's okay to be not feeling okay. Yeah. Oh, you don't have to have everything figured out right now, but removing certain little obstacles that are in your way like drinking can really bring forth some like really profound I mean I can attest to that clarity mm-hmm. you know um getting to to know yourself and that's kind of like isn't that the name of the game of life is like getting to know who you are and what you need and want in your life and then getting that yeah <laughs> yeah, like I, like I said, I keep saying like, I think yeah. for the first time since I started drinking over 20 years ago, I'm sort of getting closer to who I actually am as a person. Mm-hmm. And that's, isn't that crazy? Like, if you think about it, that's like, I'm like, one step closer to enlightenment here. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm still I'm still nowhere near I don't know, the the amazing enlightened person. I still don't get up at 5 a.m. and journal and meditate. I, I sleep forever. I, I'm a night owl. Um, yeah. I eat crappy food sometimes. I don't do as much exercise or yoga, whatever as I'm supposed to do, right? Like I'm still like a normal person, but I'm yeah. just, just removed the one thing that made that whole situation worse. <laughs> yeah, and like that much harder. Harder, It yes. doesn't have to be. Like, it just doesn't have to be that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think also true enlightenment isn't being a perfect person. <laughs> I sure as hell do not get up at 5 a.m. Like, <laughs> I think being like a true enlightenment is like finding what, again, works for you, like works with you as opposed to like against you, like leaning into like, okay, I'm a night owl, like knowing that, even knowing like how you learn or how you know, like how you love, how you talk to yourself, how you are in relationships. Those are huge, like very, very valuable pieces of information that are going to help you progress and like just enjoy life that much more. That's yeah. all we can really ask for. Preach. <laughs> right? Like, absolutely. It's yeah. not, like we, we're only here for like so long. Like we got to have a good time when we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that that was also part of the reason kind of why I stopped drinking um you know I'm 37 years old and like at some yeah. point I was like, damn I might be halfway through my life you know I'm getting old and I'm only here for so long that's exactly what I said I don't have that much time left I should try and make the best of it and I should try yeah. and you know, and and I'm I'm totally not one of those people who's like optimize your life and and, and all all those like the the whole whatever biohacking people and the four hour work week and all that like I'm just like no let me be let me be lazy let me be sober and lazy um you know <laughs> I, I kind of want to start that can we can we start oh God, sober and lazy sober yes and lazy. let me just let me I'm I'm already sober that's enough right yeah <laughs> um, I, like, I don't need to do any more than that but 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 um that's that's kind of what I realized. I thought, you know, I don't have that much time left. How can I get closer to sort of that state of 
you know, and, and I think the, the big thing for me is almost like peace and balance mm. where my life isn't just like a crazy up and down and um, yeah. just just get a little bit closer to sort of the the center of who I am, what I want to do, how I can use my time um, in a valuable way. How can you help other people um, mm. to yeah make the best of make the best of this like meat sack yeah and and the the squishy brain that happens to be on this planet yeah definitely but I understand like you were when you were talking about you know the emotional turmoil and that 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 roller coaster you know like those really really high highs and low lows and you know all like drama and which can be categorized as excitement sometimes you know that in itself is hard to withdraw for or like untangle let's say like your mind and getting used to like peace which people may consume uh uh, confuse boredom (laughs) for peace right yeah how did you how did you find like that that whole situation work out for you this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. So, so one thing that I also, it's, it's funny, I, I have strong opinions, so mm-hmm. let me be lazy. The other thing is also like, I still, um, I'm sort of, the, there's, there's this little bit of a trend, I guess, um, of a lot of people in sobriety in that space talking about, you know, and then I, I'm a home Friday night at eight o'clock and I do my skincare routine and I just sit at home in my pajamas and watch Netflix and I'm so happy with that. And yeah. that's great for them, but I feel like it almost just perpetuates that stereotype that if you're sober, you're automatically boring and you can't ever go out and you can't have fun mm. anymore. And that's isolating. Sort of what I, yeah, it's like you're isolated, exactly. And, and you yeah. know, what's the one thing that everyone wants the most in life is social connection, probably. I don't know. I'm an extrovert. 100%. For others, but we want yeah. some social connection, right? And um and that might actually be off-putting for a lot of people that, again, are sort of like me, maybe slightly questionable drinking behavior, but not necessarily too problematic. And that mm-hmm. would benefit you just not drinking. But it might be off-putting to, be, to think like, oh, I'm going to lose my social life and I'm just going to be sitting at home doing my skincare routine every weekend. Like that, right. I don't want. So totally. what I'm trying to do is to just show people that you can 
you know, you can still have fun. Like I have on my TikTok and Instagram, um, you know, just lot, so many collages, so many clips of my weekends, just, you know, doing all this stuff, doing the art galleries and so many concerts, so many live shows, going clubbing, going to drag brunch, doing all these things. Mm-hmm. And the only difference from like my life six months ago, a year ago, is that I just don't drink alcohol. Like the only difference is that the drink I have in my hand is a different drink. Yeah. Right. That is the only difference in everything else. And maybe that I'm, you know, not hungover anymore um, or dumb stuff. So maybe that's benefit overall. Um, But that's actually the only, the only difference. And again, this is for me personally, because I'm totally fine around people who drink. I'm, I feel very comfortable in, in spaces where alcohol is being served. And obviously that can be very different for a lot of other people. Um, But for me, I'm, absolutely loving it like I love going out I, I go out more than I used to because I'm not hungover anymore because I have more energy whoa you know? that's and awesome I, I, I'm yeah. like I can literally go out every single night because I'm not going to be hungover and exhausted but I don't know I hope that stops at some point I do wait too much <laughs> <laughs> the, the, you're like someone rein this lady in yeah, get her a dog or something like get her something to like look after right. I, I did get food poisoning last week and I had to lay low like almost all and I was like that's actually not too bad <laughs> so you know that's um, hilarious yeah my body just takes care of that sometimes but I, I have yeah. so much and I enjoy it so much and and yeah. I love actually going out and and meeting people and having all these experiences because I know that I'm enjoying them not just because I'm drinking and because there's mm-hmm. alcohol involved or other substances, but because it's real, but because yeah. it's a real, real, genuine, you know, enjoyable thing or a genuine connection that I have with another person. Like yeah. the, the easiest thing to do is like, you know, you meet someone, some other person and you just hit it right off, right? And you're yeah. chatting, yeah. a great time. You think, yeah, they're super cool. And then taking a step back and realizing, and I'm totally sober and that other person is totally sober and we like each other because we're actually cool and not just because yeah. we're drunk. And, yeah, like drunk. we're best friends ever, right? Yeah. Like, how crazy is that? Isn't that amazing? Like, to me, yeah. that is one of the most mind-blowing things that has happened where, you know, I meet, I meet friends, I meet, you know, people I might go on dates with and and you just have that connection and it's actually real and it's not just do I really like this person or was right. I because like, it's like fantasy or made up when you change your relationship with alcohol you realize you have so many hours in the day I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen Osea's clean vegan and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. 
Start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Exactly. It's so, it's like when you're describing that, it seems so like innocent, (laughs) you know, like almost like when kids like are getting along or meet each other for the first time and they like really genuinely like like each other, have like a good time playing together. (laughs) That's me. Yeah. I'm like just (laughs) regressing to like being like, I'm very like bright. I I think, I don't know. Maybe this is also like pink clouds. I don't, I don't know. I'm very I'm very excited. I'm very yeah. excited about this almost because, you know, again, it's been 20 years. I'm almost reliving the last 20 years and re-experiencing meeting people, going to concerts, going clubbing, doing all these things, but doing it solo and experiencing it with completely, you know, fresh eyes. And it's really exciting for me. I'm I'm yeah. totally leaning into it. And and again, that's just one thing that I want people to to consider, like people who are thinking of like, oh, maybe I should quit drinking. If they are comfortable with their own sobriety, if they're comfortable around people that drink or in spaces where alcohol is served, yeah. try and go out, try, try and party, right? Like try and party sober and yeah. see how it goes. And maybe you actually enjoy it. And maybe that yeah. is your thing. And maybe that will actually make you stick with it more than, sitting at home and watching Netflix will do right like yeah. I can totally see being isolated or yeah. being isolated thinking they're like you know wasting their life just being alone yeah. um so, so maybe that's like a really cool option uh speaking of which I'm literally yeah. talking to someone and organizing a sober bar crawl uh next week probably. no way yeah and we're, that's we're, fun we're, we're gonna hit up a few of the sober bars in New York City yeah and we're probably also going to hit up like two or three you know sort of like fratty sports bars maybe and just like pound our non-alcoholic yeah. beers right like hit yeah. that zero take it and, over and just like be silly and do like a non-alcoholic bar crawl on a Saturday afternoon um, we're currently discussing yeah. a dress code even you know <laughs> like why not like yeah. you can do the same things you do if they're fun yeah. and if they're with fun people you can do the exact same thing just the the drink that you have in your hand is different and if the thing that you're doing is absolutely no fun and you don't like the people that you're around unless you drink you know maybe that's a change it solve like maybe that's consider right yeah but it's also like good information right like this is all kind of an experiment this is all we're all taking in data you know like okay what works what doesn't work right now Cool. Then we can pivot. We can make adjustments. We can make a different choice and we're going to get a different outcome. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, again, like one of the reasons why I'm so excited. It's like, it feels almost like an experiment. Yeah. Like, um, I try out so many different non-alcoholic drinks. You know, I go to different events. I meet different yeah. people. It's it's all, it's a whole new world. I'm, I'm doing like the Aladdin thing. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new world right? it's, it's yeah. kind of bad. um and it's I love it awesome. yeah yeah it's so great talk to me about third place bar how did that come to be what do we got going yeah. on there 
Okay, so Third Place Bar is a series of non-alcoholic uh, events, social events, bar pop-ups in okay. New York City. Started running them last December. We had like a launch party in December, and then I started doing every Friday in January because dry January. And then I've been running maybe like a couple of events every uh, every weekend. Yeah, sorry, a couple of events a month um, for the past few uh, months. Um, the idea, so third place, really just came out of this whole. You know, I hang out at bars a lot, and mm-hmm. because I want that social connection. But at some point I realized, I just don't want to drink anymore. I don't want to drink that. It doesn't make me feel good. It's a Monday night. Why am I drinking three tequila sodas already? I have to get up early tomorrow morning. Yeah. And there are no spaces in New York City um, after hours there that kind of have like the vibe maybe of a bar, like a social space. Um, yeah. That don't revolve around alcohol you know there's not even that many uh late night coffee shops or anything and i still feel coffee shops are also a different vibe like you totally different vibe a lot of coffee shop but like the bar itself as like the physical object of a bar if yeah. you see the bar that almost signals you're willing to chat with the people next yep. to you you're willing to chat to the bartender right it's a very different sort of social um interaction than a coffee shop where you you're gonna sit at like a two top someone in a corner no one's gonna sit there yeah. next or sit at your table that's weird right at a bar if someone's it's a little up, like intrusive yeah you know? exactly yeah. um yeah so we kind of wanted to just have that because i love the vibe and like bars dive bars are definitely my third place um mm-hmm not familiar with the concept of a third place um it basically means any place outside your work or your home like your your first oh well other way around uh your home place your work is your second place and the third place is any place outside of that that fosters social connections um cool okay i love that uh coming from a sociologist um that not i did not make that up it's from the 70s uh um the idea is uh, that a lot of social, a lot of third places are, um, you know, like uh, community groups, clubs. Back in the day, it was like unions, maybe, right? Clubhouses. Yeah. But it could also be like the local cafe, the local coffee shop, the local bar, the pub, yeah. um, the the even like a salon, like a hair salon, right? That, like any kind of community space where the totally. barbers, right? you know. Barbers, like, Totally. Gotcha. hang out and you kind of have your regulars you know the people the who country work. club exactly exactly the country yeah. club <laughs> not as cool Love as I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so that's kind of um that that's kind of the idea behind like the name third place um cool and i and i really just said like well there's nothing there so i'm just gonna do it myself because that's that's what i do um love it a diy kind of person and yeah, it's it's been going great. I've been meeting a ton of amazing people. And again, like I'm sober and I'm meeting so many amazing sober people. And I'm so excited to um, have met all these like wonderful people. And you just connect. Obviously, like people are like very vulnerable almost immediately. So mm-hmm. there's some like, trauma bonding occasionally, too, because like you start sharing your sobriety stories like pretty quickly because that's kind of what brings you together. Right. Um you're also just meet fantastic people that have, you know, a lot of self-awareness have been working on themselves and um, are just like really excited to have that social space to kind of mm-hmm. be like, you know, do fun stuff together. We've had a trivia night that was out of That's control. Fun. It was so busy. It was so funny. Um, yeah. We 
comedy show like imagine a sober comedy show um people laughed you know I don't know if I was genuinely laughing genuinely thinking things funny yeah and they're not they didn't just laugh because they were drunk but people laughed because performers were actually funny yeah yeah right um we're gonna have a sober friend speed meet uh cool dating but like platonic yeah uh, this Friday um, there's a ton of other stuff I'm planning. Um, you know, we had a few events that were literally just bar hangs where it's literally just, here's a yeah. space to bring your friends, bring a date or stop by, by yourself, chat with me, chat with a bartender. So it's like a mix of kind of, um, types of events. The general theme I would say is just like neighborhood bar, you know, okay. like neighborhood bar hangs, comedy yeah. shops trivia night so very laid back it's not necessarily like a night out I don't charge uh for a lot of the events or I charge a very very low fee like five or ten dollars to make okay. it super accessible um so so the idea is really to just you know keep it cute keep it low-key keep it chill um yeah. keep it fun I love that do you find that like most people show up with someone or are there a lot of solo people um it's it's a mix I would definitely okay it all i've seen people on dates which makes me very very happy that's um, cute either like actual dates or people bringing their partners yeah. um I've seen people who bring their groups of friends which is the cutest thing like a lot of young people okay um, that bring like yeah you know i don't drink and like my friends want to go to a bar but i figured i'll take them here because you know then there's something for me too and it was so cute like i've definitely mm-hmm. had that um love young people um I've had uh solo people come also lots of my friends obviously that stop by because they know I'm there yeah um so so like it's a pretty pretty big mix I'd say most people bring other people um like the majority but I've definitely also had like solo people stop by and I'm always there I'm always like the hostess with the most sort of hugging around with people and everything and um just just want to make sure people have like a good time and and want to come back and like feel like they've kind of found their community yeah that's it's so important to find like-minded people like it's so powerful yeah when you find people you just click with yeah it's really yeah. magical uh sam where on the world wide web can we find uh, you in third place bar um so we have a website uh, okay. that's literally thirdplacebar.nyc. Okay. We have an Instagram that's at thirdplacebarnyc, no dots or anything. Okay. Uh, we have a TikTok. <laughs> Just yes. If you want to see me fail at social media, uh, check out TikTok. <laughs> it's also thirdplacebarnyc. It's the hardest. I don't know why I'm doing this. I have to, I'm like trying to be cool with like the young people and it's just it's embarrassing but girl whatever. you are cool you're not trying <laughs> you're there you're showing up you're doing yeah. the thing it's I'm doing so the thing good. I'm doing the yeah. thing um so those are like the the three I think sources I think I'm most mm-hmm. active on Instagram so people can you know I I post about events but I also just post, post about like sobriety and like quitting drinking in general sort of um you know for for people that are sober curious or just want to learn more about sort of um what to expect at the events um and then the main thing i would say is people when they go on the website they can sign up for our mailing list which yes. is information for upcoming events so we have yeah. one event next or this week um and then i'm actually taking uh, a month off because i'm traveling and i okay. also just 
break. I still have a full-time job. Um, yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. And then we're going to be back in full force, uh, force sorry, um, in uh, in June with a couple of events. Um, okay. Yeah, like if if you want to know more, sign up for the mailing list on the website, thirdplacebar.nyc. And Perfect. you can get all the events and everything in your inbox. I'll probably also be sharing out some other stuff. There's really cool stuff going on in, in New York City in general. Um, you know, there's uh, Rachel's over in Central Park. There's Absence of Proof, obviously. There's Hecate. There's a new Sober Speakeasy that just opened. I'm curious. There's Double Zero Social Club. Too. So there's a lot of sober yeah. events in New York City. So I'll probably also be, you know, giving them shout outs in the newsletter. So yeah. Great. Um, just stay in the loop. Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so, so much for sharing your experience and your knowledge with us. This has been so great. And honestly, like your excitement and your energy about like being alcohol free is so contagious. I just <laughs> love it. I love your point of view. It's so great to hear. Thank you Thanks. so much. Thank you for having me, Jessica. This has been great. Yeah, I'm so excited. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting even more excited. Like every day, I'm just getting more and more excited about it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's great. That's fantastic. Don't question it. Just roll with it, girl. <laughs> awesome. I'm leaning into it, have you? Lean into it. <laughs> How great is Sam? And I love that she's finding joy and allowing herself to be happy in changing her relationship with alcohol, whatever that looks like. And for you listening, I know it's not always this easy all the time. We're human. This is life. Ebbs, flows, ups, downs. Sometimes it's sideways. Making changes is hard. It's just uncomfortable. It is. But you know what's really uncomfortable? Staying in the same damn place, doing the same damn thing. So if you are ready to change your relationship with alcohol, or not even if you're ready, if you are just thinking about changing your relationship with alcohol, head to a sobergirlsguide.com. We have tips, tricks for whatever stage of your booze-free journey. We got your back, girl. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, leave your feedback about the podcast. We love to see your comments. And of course, sharing is caring. If you think this episode or other episodes of the podcast could help a friend, family member, loved one, please make sure to hit that share button. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide. And like I said before, head to asobergirlsguide.com for tips, tricks, whatever stage of your booze-free journey, we got your back. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.